part of the horse racing happy hour as well yeah so that i mean kind of along the same lines right i feel like uh, and i think your show does a good job at that too a lot of what our industry i think really needs and has needed over the past couple of years is just a, a friendly approachable set of programs um where people won't feel so intimidated but yet you can still inform the horse player that already exists and and i think that there's some shows that are starting to pop up like that and the horse racing happy hour is one of those i was on a couple of times with um mark and louis the two well, Louie? Sorry. I'm sorry. I am okay. Mike. Not Mark. How are you, Mark? Uh, cheers. Welcome to the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Ooh. Saddle up to the bar. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> this is of- still a new relationship, you know, and. Um, you want to talk about how, listen. We've, we've gotten so big-timed right now because not only did she call me Mark, she showed up 25 minutes late to, to record. I mean... You guys, are, you guys are, like, making me sound like a diva or something. I mean... I'm, like, so... I, I didn't call you a diva. I didn't call you a diva. You did. I, my word, not yours, but, like, we got to the same point. You know what I mean? So, Megan, I have four kids, and... You don't remember their names either? Listening to... <laughs> no, listening to that clip with with Mark in the room with me was one of the five best moments of my life. I'll just say. You said, yeah. Yeah. I am really glad I could do that for you. Um, Again, (laughs) I'm sorry. But like the more times you bring it up, strangely enough, like I'm less sorry, you know? No, I mean, you know, I think the fact that, you know, you know, we're just messing around with you. So, oh, it's good stuff. We've actually like had a pretty incredible week of just tons of momentum since you've come on and uh, it's been awesome. And I think we're going to continue to have some momentum. We don't have anything to announce just yet, but I think we're mm-hmm. going to have some, some pretty I cool things. a small things. announcement. Okay. It's exciting. I just had a, a Baboo win show on a, a six to one horse that just won at Churchill Downs two times. Nice. Ian Willis awesome. Go. Um, so obviously, um, thanks for coming on late, Megan, so I could bet that race. And, You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. Go. Yeah, there we go. That's, uh, yeah, it was, we are, it's for your benefit. We are recording obviously. on a Thursday, just FYI. So mm-hmm. it's, Oh, but, true. Yeah, mm. just make sure people understand. Yeah, Leperu wasn't today's, running at 70 on a Saturday. Thursday, June 4th. Watch, like, on Saturday, so. somebody will listen to it. It'll be like a 50 to 1 shot hit. Be like, yeah. Man, Louis said this. <laughs> Louis, These long shots always hit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Then you're trending. So, I'm... Uh, so, how are you all today? Lovely. How yeah. are you? I'm you good. I've got, yeah. I've got some, uh, we're drinking some Knob Creek uh, 120 proof. This is actually a barrel pick. Yeah. Wow. For Knob Creek. Um, okay. At, that I picked this barrel. Yes, right. You yeah, did? I was the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So our friends out of Jim Beam, uh, not too terribly far south from here, uh, one county mm-hmm. south in Kentucky mm-hmm. that's like a neighborhood because um, we have so many counties. And so, but uh, it's like everything is Louisville. Right. <laughs> I never understood Louisville. that. Louisville, yeah. When I live there, oh, keep in mind too, like I'm from Long Island, right? We right. have two, count them, one, two counties, right. Nassau County Suffolk. and Suffolk County. Oh, I knew that. That yeah. is it. That's so right. when I came to... Kentucky and Louisville, everybody would say what county they were from. They'd be like, oh, like, where are you from? They're like, oh, you know, from Bullitt County or whatever. I'm like, I don't, first of all, I have no idea where that is. Second of all, how many counties do you have here? <laughs> she just isolated yeah, everybody in Mount they're Washington. All <laughs> in, they're all in Louisville somehow. So, like, I don't get it. Well, so. shout out to Jim Beam in, in Bullitt, Bullitt County. County. <laughs> yeah, just fantastic. Good job on that one. 
Um, it's good whiskey though. It is good. It's like, really good. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got the we got the hankering for the uh for the Jim Beam because you and I went down and got a uh, kind of a sneak peek. Just we've been down there once before, but we yep. want to kind of see what the progress that was made at the Louisville Thoroughbred Society. Yeah, and um, it looks like they're going to be Jim Beam's going to be involved there. And That's great, cool, just incredible stuff, man. Good stuff going on. So yeah. can we? Talk, I wish we were recording that too for our listeners slash viewers because um, I took that conference call on a horse. You did. You took that conference call, <laughs> and on a horse. I I decided that's how I'm doing all my conference calls. From now on. <laughs> okay. There you yeah. go. It probably, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah shout out to relaxed. Gene and Mike and uh, Haley down there or hosting us and getting us a, an up-to-date tour. They are really I know, I'm really glad. I'm jealous that you guys got to go and see it. I uh, I cannot wait to see what it's going to look we'll like. We'll have to get you to Pictures town soon amazing. to make sure that uh, you get to check that out. Absolutely. So. Okay. Let's get to the let's get to the headlines real quick. So the big headline to me of the week is that we, we lost, you know, just an incredible horse. And actually, <clears throat> a horse that's special to – to the it wasn't the horse racing happy hour back then but when we started podcasting before louie was even involved we kind of picked up right as arrogate hit the hit the uh hit the map mm-hmm. and um you know arrogate comes out just this unbelievable late three-year-old season goes on to be the winningest in terms of money horse of all time uh, just an incredible horse and unfortunately arrogate passes away this week um so anything you all want to say about that you know it uh, Sometimes you, you you forget things that athletes and horses and things have accomplished. Like West West Outside, uh, passed away this week here That's in true. Louisville, yep. and yeah, he, he, for his career average, nineteen rebounds a game in college is sort of a remarkable thing, and you you forget about those things. Uh, Arrogate, I had forgotten he broke two minutes at the classic distance in the Traverse. Yeah, yeah, like he ran like a one fifty nine. Said the track record, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like I had forgotten about that, and you watch the race back, and it was just. No one was beating him that right. day. No what was his, what were his odds on that day? You, you, 10 you to 1, 9 yeah. to 1? Yeah. That was, that was the unknown. only day you got odds on. Right. <laughs> that was it. That, you had one shot. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, just a, a fantastic course. And, I mean, we were we were blessed to, you know, to have him around and um, for the races that we did and on the world stage, too. I mean, he, he definitely was a, a big factor for us, and it was sad to kind of see him never come back and run the same after that. But – but man, he was exciting to watch um, when he was around, and, and even too just disappointing that we've only had. I think he had two or three crops. So I mean, it's a very limited number of horses that will be able to carry on that bloodline. So it'll be interesting to see one, you know, what they sell for, and of course how they run. And and uh, disappointed that we won't get to see his talent be transferred over into many more offspring. Right. Um, you know what? I agree. It's really sad, and but it, it's also kind of an interesting take because if he. Would have been around this year as a three-year-old. He would have been this horse that would come off the radar to win the Kentucky Derby. He, I was just thinking you know, about that too. Where you know, do, do we have an Arrogate this year? That's right. Is, right. Is he running this weekend? Maybe out of Santa Anita. Who knows? Right. And so, um, it'll be interesting to see if we get a horse like that again. Uh, Mike and I talked, you know, previously about the lack of closing in the Derby recently. Front runners and mm. stalkers have really been winning, and frankly, it's a historical trend in that race. Is this yeah. a year that we get a closer? Right, because of, of the latest. We had a closer last year. Poke the bear. Yeah. Okay. okay, regardless, cheers. Can we cheers to Arrogate? Cheers to Arrogate. All right. Cheers to Arrogate. Uh, all right, let's get, then we can go on to just kind of recap a little bit of what happened. Uh, anything on the horse racing news front that we want to, usually Thursdays, man, things break, but today's been kind of quiet so far, right? I it mean, has been quiet. And I, I just think the takeaways from last weekend, me and Mischief was not good. 
last weekend. Yeah, and that's that a, was disappointing. And a, just a surprising outcome because she's so good at Churchill Downs. Yep. She's also mm-hmm. just a terrific horse. And so in the winning colors last week, just not very good. Uh, long shots ruled the day to the point that the middle pick five carried over on Saturday. Right. I can't I remember the last time the middle pick five at Churchill Downs carried over. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think the last thing, and Mike and I talk about this a lot just because we're interested in the business of horse racing, $16.7 million bet on Saturday at Churchill Downs and $11.3 mm-hmm. million and over a million in both of the late pick fives over the weekend. So uh, the, the fact that the late pick five at Churchill paid $130,000. Right. Wow. Like, I mean, what? Yeah, long shots. <laughs> I tried, debate, I tried sure. to get tried to get a piece of that. I did not. Still live in an apartment, so. <laughs> I mean, everyone missed that, right? I mean, I, I think the name of this show should be, no, you missed the pick five. I mean, because everyone missed the pick five. This is so good. Right. Uh. So when you when you have a day like that, Megan, do you adjust your betting strategy? Do you kind of hedge your bet a little bit and like still go with the picks you have, but say, hey, all right, maybe I need to look at what's my favorite long shot at the same time? I mean, how do you, how do you adjust your betting strategy when you notice? I mean, they, what they have like five straight double digit odd horses yeah. win, and we, it was stupid. I think at one point it was four in a row, twenty or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's I mean, unbelievable. Well, apparently you just call Louie and his long shot will miss by like a head or whatever. So that's, that's definitely something I'll have to maybe consider for this week. I don't know. We'll see what he throws out there. But uh, I may I mean, have you two always... long shots this week. Just a heads what? up. What? And they might not really be long shots. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Well, but like combined, they'll be long shots. There maybe. That's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the math person, but um, <laughs> no, I think you always have to go back and look at it and see, you know, maybe what you would have missed. But honestly, there are some days where we could do this show a million times over and I still wouldn't be able to come up with those horses. And right. that's just the game. So, yep. you know, these are live animals. You never know what's going to happen. And um, there's so many variables, especially when you have those awesome field sizes like you do at Churchill. Right. I know, I know like a, a, a a popular betting strategy for like the casual better is to bet on uh, bet on the favorite, but mm-hmm. and if the if the favorite misses, then you double your bet on the favorite the next time because statistically, every thirty third every third race the favorite wins, right. and so like you could just keep on having fun doing that. But uh, you know if you tried that strategy out on Saturday at Churchill Downs, you did not do mm-hmm. well. No, yeah, no, did not that do well at all. The day. <laughs> nope. I once parlayed my bets at Churchill when I was in college for grocery money that week. <laughs> Like, I just show parlayed my way to like get a, I think I made like 200 bucks on the day and I was like, sweet. I and parlayed I my way through law school. Yeah, right. Can buy food now. <laughs> That's good. I would have fed you. It was the start of time. my degeneracy. <laughs> it's before I was really in the industry. It only takes one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only, the only other headline out of that was that Bell's the one jumped up in that winning colors race with, uh, yeah. and that was her first run or first win since, uh, the Raven run at, at Keeneland. And so, uh, I don't know what to think of her, if she's going to be a player going forward here, races locally or not, but uh, she was terrific. And mm-hmm. so uh, interesting to watch that. And, and there are, I think just because of the odd schedule this year, I think there are going to be a lot more races of this caliber and this kind of money going forward. So horses like that, maybe something to look at because I, I just, I wonder, I mean, over and over and over again, we've got listed stakes for 75 and 100,000, right? They're, they're essentially... I mean, I think in my notes, Megan, looking at Santa Anita, I wrote down that two of these were essentially glorified, you know, optional claimers, you know, right. and, and, and that's not a dr- knock on any of these horses. Go ahead and go win your listed stakes. But, um, you know, that's what it kind of felt like. And so it'll be interesting Agreed. to see if she can, you know, if she can keep going. All right. For sure. So what about so. the uh, anything on the mint julep or the honeymoon stakes? 
I mean, I just hope someone had the exacta for the mint julep because it was 27 <laughs> know, to 1 right? or 23 to 1, something like that. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our uh, long shot of the day missed by literally half a neck or something. But and when you when you put that out. That was so painful for you. When you put out Louie's long shot of the day, like if, if, I, if I see someone put out their long shot play, I, I read that as this horse has a legit chance to win, but it, it could really hit the board. Correct. Like if you're just. It's an across the board hit. That's a across the board play. Or at least win place. One, yes, exactly. Know? You have to. How, how do you differentiate between – like, I, I love betting across the board. So are, you're obviously a straight win better more than that. So what's your strategy or what's your theory on that? Or is it just a straight math? Me? Yeah. Definitely but, not straight math. No? Uh, <laughs> like, would you rather pay, play – I was going to say, what are you asking? Would you rather <laughs> go $6 to win not on the horse or, or no, uh, across the board? I don't know. I guess I think if it's a real big long shot like that, I like to give myself the insurance policy. I mean, because even like what Louis Horse paid twenty two sixty to place or whatever. So you're still twenty to show. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's number. still yeah. really good profit. Sometimes right. you don't even make that much on a straight win bet, that's you know, for a horse. Right. So I, I think it depends. I, I tend to, I think, take a straight win bet on a horse, like a ten dollars straight win bet. You'll see me put out on TVG or whatever for uh, a horse that I think has a legitimate chance, but isn't so far-fetched, I think. Right. And Louie obviously didn't think this horse was so far-fetched. So it's not a, uh, it's definitely a case-by-case basis, but um, yeah, I, I, I try to just do the win bet, but sometimes across the board, man, there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. I and I just, I loaded up win place on the horse and yeah, I mean, that's that's just a nice pay, right? So uh, I like that format too, like for tournaments or whatever, I enjoy right. the the win place. Right, yeah. So yeah, And so then Laura's anyone- light. If anyone's playing, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just going to real quick wrap okay. that up and we'll go straight to Laura's Light, who was terrific. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you hear me say long shot, that's an across the board play for sure. And so, um, yeah. you know, it, that $37 well, now, now return. It is. Now that the horse came in second. <laughs> well, that's fair. $37 return on a $6 bet, though. I'd say it's 20 20 That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, uh, just it was a crazy weekend. And uh, and I mean, I think that even carried over. I know the favorite one in the in the grade three honeymoon um but that race was really interesting too because if you listen back to the show and what we said i had made some comments that parkour seemed to be a little bit of a a sassy redhead which i know mark liked um so (laughs) you know she she kind of is her own worst enemy and actually the way that mike smith rode her was indicative of that because he said okay this philly gets real pissed when i you know when i touch her when i ask her for something so let's just get out there and see if they can't catch us and that was exactly the tactic that was taken because if you watch he actually never does go to the stick in that race he got out there he tried to use her up as much as possible and then when the other horses came he was just like well this is you know didn't work whoops we tried but that was the only way that that could happen so it was it it kind of unfolded exactly like we anticipated it would so we're, we're basically saying we're brilliant I don't think yeah, no, we're like no. so we're like so smart. <laughs> we're so smart. I think our text chain on Saturday would indicate that we're not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we don't post it on Twitter. Uh, that's, that, yes, <laughs> those are our meetings. Right? So, yeah, those are our corporate meetings. meetings. <laughs> corporate meetings. All right, so In let's let's actually like uh, I, you know if we don't have anything else, I mean I know we got a ton of handicapping today, right? That, that's going to be uh, Louis kind of kind of just lay out what we're going to talk about in this show, we're, then we'll take a, a, a quick break. We'll come back. We'll go straight into Santa Anita and, and get after it. So, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, huge day. It's Santa Anita Derby weekend. Uh, and so Saturday is seven stakes, two grade ones and a grade two. Seven stakes. Yeah, which um, and only one of them is less than 100K. And, and, and so, I mean, it's it's really a significant day of races. A lot of horses that whose names you'll know, uh, which is great. Mm-hmm. The, the Oaks, the Santa Anita Oaks has a short field, but a really good field. And yeah. um, I actually uh, 
didn't pick it as an upset of the day, but in uh, one of the later races at Santa Anita, I've got a couple horses that I like that are longer odds, which is good too. I'm so. excited about this. Are you are you going to tease anything, Megan, or what? Oh, I definitely have a Megan's Maiden. You know I do. Yeah, you got a good Megan's Maiden. All right. <laughs> I, was I got say, a good Megan's what's Maiden. What's interesting is the stakes are spread out, and so you could actually, if you feel really strongly about the stakes, there's pick threes, pick fives, pick fours in this card at Santa Anita that you could, oh, really, yeah. you could really find some value if you find that, if you think there's a single. Yeah, isn't the first day, of the, the first race of the day a stake? It's a stakes, yeah. So we're just driving right into it. Straight into it. <laughs> Going straight into and it. That's got a fun yeah. feel too. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, we'll be totally. right back. This is the Horse Racing Happy Hour. All right, welcome back to segment two of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. But like your dance moves, though. What are you talking about? I mean, it's it's like a lot of roller coaster arms. I don't know. You're too young. You wouldn't know how cool that is. That was, of course. I don't. I don't know how cool it is. That, of course, was Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch bringing us into the uh, into the the second segment. Back into the happy hour. Back into the happy hour. Happy hour. It is a happy hour. All I'm right. pretty happy. How yeah. about you guys? Yeah, we're we're gonna be, we're gonna put Mark and Dafo down for rest from now on. Mark, Mark the Mark, uh, Marky Mark, the video instructor of the University of Nevada, Reno. All right, anyway, go Wolfpack. Oh, jeez. Okay, let's get right into it. It's a huge day at Santa Anita on yeah. Saturday. Seven stakes races. They start off right off the bat. One mile on the turf. Franz Valentine. That's a hundred thousand dollar race uh, for three year olds up fillies and mares. Uh, they mm-hmm. gotta be California sired, so mm-hmm. there you go. So uh, what are we what are we thinking about race one at Santa Anita? Let's get right into the to the handicapping. <clears throat> yeah, I um, you know what I think we're actually starting off pretty chalky in my opinion, um, Louis. I don't know, but this seems like one of those races where it, it does feel like a glorified allowance race personally. And uh, you know, I I just wasn't gonna really take any huge stands in here, so I went with the two Super Patriot for Richard Baltus. Love the workouts for this horse. I thought. Um, <clears throat> it looked like this mare was really improving the right way. She's coming off a layoff, whatever. But I mean, last time she had some trouble, I would throw out that eighth place finish in the grade two Buena Vista. And, you know, she's dropping in class. She, she comes back here. Keeper of the stars has been really great in California. So the company lines work. And then the five Warren Showtime too, who's four for five at this distance. And, you know, Craig Lewis is not often a trainer that I, I go to in stakes races. Um, and Velez has had some questionable rides here and there, but overall i just think that she's really well prepared too so i i really couldn't see past her too much i'm taking pulpit rider the three yeah yeah okay so you want to know why so tell me who you're on megan i'm sorry why the two super patriot yep. and the five warren showtime yeah and you know this is warren showtime three for three lifetime at santa anita you know if you if you're one of those people that loves a horse that hits at a track that's a good yeah. shot there two for three this year um running a decent company uh for sure and so you know when you when you can have in a stakes race of this level, you can have a horse that has stakes race experience. That's great. Only horse that I was kind of off the board with, Megan, that is uh, three wins, a place in a show, last five times out is the one Sadamar. And mm-hmm. we're all over the place in this race. I don't race. know that Sadamar is going right? to do oh. anything, but I, I nice running style for a mile race. Um, she'll be two, three lengths off the lead, plenty of speed. I, it's a step up in class. That's the only question with her here. And so um, Sadamar. I don't know, maybe in a bigger ticket, but um, I'm with you. I do think that it is bitch hockey here with Super Patriot. I like Warren's Showtime a lot because of the record at Santa Anita and um, yeah. the company that, that she's been in. I will say from watching the workouts, I did think Sedamar looked fit. 
but I just, I thought this horse, I don't know. I just, I couldn't see it really as much on the form. As far as Pulper Rider goes, I, I like the workout from that one. Um, was really under a hold and just galloping through the reins, but uh, I don't know. It just, it's so inconsistent for me. Okay, there you go. Uh, Pulpit Rider's who I'm going with because I'm going to beat both the experts. Eight to one. Or Megan. There you go. There's Mike's, Mike's long shot of the day. If coming eight to, off if of eight nearly to a, a year shot. layoff. Listen, I, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Well, that's the, She's that's ready. The other, that's okay. the other headline She's here, the right, is that Cordiality's been off for yeah. over a year, right? And you figure out if that horse is there or not. So. Yeah. All right. Um, so are we going to get to Megan's maiden at what, the end? Whenever it happens. Well, is Megan's maiden, as it, what, when is Megan's maiden? Megan's, Megan's maiden comes in race number two. Then well, that's an opportunity let's for early double it. then. That's great. Megan's so maiden it. presented by. Megan's maiden. Who's Megan's maiden presented by? It is presented by. Uh, no, we're going to say we're never going to say that on the show. That we're never going to say presented by. Right? <laughs> it's presented by me and my company, Vidhorse. Please hire us to do your video services. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I couldn't resist. Before I Megan like, starts, free, free promotion, right? For before my Megan starts, I did not handicap this race. We are at okay. the RE Solutions uh, studios, so we're good. I so, so, <laughs> uh, shameless self promotion. It's fine. There you go. Uh, it's basically like what Twitter is, though. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, so race number two. This is a really. Um, I mean, it's not a fantastic group of. Please tell me you're going horses. with herd, herd immunity. I cannot believe I am, there's a house that the, there's a horse in the house. Speaking of houses, no, just joking. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not. Herd I'm immunity. Actually, herd immunity. I'm going with a horse. It's not. It's not a huge price. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not doing like a Louis Longshot thing here. But um, exalting the six horse at three to one. I love the workouts. He's a two year old Ridgeling. Um, Doug O'Neill trains him, and Abel Cedillo is listed on the horse, so I believe he'll be on there. But this one um, worked outside of an unraced Constitution Colt, and he broke from the gate just a little bit, you know, flat. But I thought that he was a horse that looked like he had a lot more left to give. He really seemed to be fit. The rider had a good hold on him, so. Um, I, I loved what I saw from him. I like to see horses who looked focused in their workouts and who, uh, who looked the part just fitness-wise. And he had his ears pricked. He was listening. He wanted to do more. So I, I thought that the six exalting was a good play in there. And, and maybe you do have herd immunity for Peter Miller, you know, and Flavian Pratt for Eclipse Thoroughbred Partners who, um, who gets through and at two to one, you know, go ahead and do that. He works most of his horses at Family Ray, so I didn't have a lot of notes. But watching the workouts from most of these others, I just felt like, the six exalting was a horse I felt really, really confident in. So maybe an early this double. This is mostly here. first time starters. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. maybe an early double here, two five in the first race with six in the second race, right? Yeah. Um, it's an opportunity there. That's an easy two dollar bet, and usually returns on those uh, maiden races are pretty good. It's like I like doubles. This doubles is like the Republicans race because Sonic Breeze would, you know, Drew Breeze has been in the news this week, <laughs> and then the herd immunity uh, take on things. So this is the con yeah, this is and then you've got Foxborough too, isn't yeah. that where that's the Patriots right. play? That's where the that's yeah. exactly right. So you got and Genie Bus Genie Bus is the the, the one horse, right? Genie B. Yeah, Gene B. So, you, you know, you got all kinds of uh, uh, people's Republic of California getting invaded by the Republicans. <laughs> this, this is a good, like, hunch play bet, you know, for any casual fans out yeah. there. Like, especially since, first of all, we have maiden special weight horses, most of them unraced going five furlongs. Like, this is the race that I would love to introduce to a casual fan and be like, pick a name. Right. Go ahead. What do it. What color do you like? <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. Uh, like, what's your lucky number you know what i mean so i i like it i like races like this they're fun and uh and, you know but these you are only connections have what you can go off of yeah these are connections that lots of horse racing fans would know i mean peter you know, exalting is a doug o'neill abel Cedillo combination you yeah, know those totally. names, right and so these are things that you know you can look for typically uh, though i mean maybe not the casual casual fan but 
Double uh, deals, what a derby. I, I understand that. But you also got to understand like. Two, two, two derbies. Right. Yeah. On, yeah, two derbies with, the, with Mario <laughs> Gutierrez. But yeah. I, you have to understand still, like, I guarantee you, if you pulled. I understand. They're not casual fans. Then. Sure. They're, they're non-fans. But they're at, at the, the track, track, so they're casual fans. Wow. Patrons. I don't know. They're, they're pa- patrons. Okay, I'll go with patrons. Like, my wife goes to the track because my kids get their faces painted on Sundays. <laughs> okay, anyone – I, I bet you there's – if you pull the people who bet who made a bet. And by the way, always bet my wife's horse because she picks one, and it goes off at, like, six to one and hits every time that we go. Okay. That's good to know. Oh, We're going to have to have a segment for that. Man, Kristen's Kristen's or something. Kristen's claimer. There you go. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> race three, I also did not handicap so. because we're, it's not a stakes race. We're going to four. We're going to Desert Code. The Desert Do you have anyone in the third that you like? No, I, I went straight to the awesome. stakes. Okay. Yeah, seventy-five thousand dollars. You're, Cal- you're on your own for that early pick five. <laughs> <laughs> Play the double, folks. Five and a half furlongs on the turf for three-year-olds uh, in the Desert Code, a seventy-five thousand dollars stakes race. Again, California breads. Uh, anybody stand out to you in this one? And this you is know, a race I, that would have been down the hill before, Megan, right? And now that they don't use yeah. the downhill, they're doing the five and a half furlongs, right? Chris, don't even get me started on that. No, let's yes. get you started on that. Actually, this <sighs> has been a topic on the show before, so. I, I mean, listen, I don't work there anymore. So I, I just think it was stupid to take it off. It was never a problem of the down the hill turf course. That was not why things were happening there. And to then, and it was, to be fair, it was under previous management when that was the decision that was made. Um, but to take races off the turf course, then admitted fault to something that had nothing to do with the issue. You then be, you then said by taking races off, oh yeah, it was the down the hill turf course, that was the problem. If anything, I think horses run better on, on the down the hill turf course, many do, than the five and a half furlongs. Do you know how fast these horses hit those turns and how their feet can just splay from out from under them or horses blow the turns? It's much sharper yep. to go five and a half furlongs on the turf course at Santa Anita than it is to go down that hill where you're running a little bit more reserved. I mean, yes, you kind of change directions but that is nowhere near like how you hit those five and a half furlongs on the turf course here. So I actually think that this kind of a distance is can cause more trouble for many horses than the down the hill. And again, just to just to take them off of there to please whatever groups they were trying to please, I thought was the biggest mistake because now you can't come back from that. Right. Now, when you do that, now all of a sudden there's going to be so much attention given to that that is unnecessary. <sighs> Loved it. We had a Megan rant. Or Maggie, whoever it was. What's your name? Uh, <laughs> funny, Mark. You're so funny. so funny. I actually like a horse in this race. Um, and uh, I, I thought this one was actually really interesting to handicap, Megan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, who'd, you, who'd you like? I actually like the filly in this race. Uh, she's so special, the two. I do too. And I, and I think it's because of the distance, and I think she's going to be up front. It will yeah. give other horses something to run at. So a horse like uh, the three El Tigre Terrible... I think needs things, you know, needs horses to run at, but in five and a half furlongs, I don't know if that's long enough to have, you know, I, I just don't trust a horse to have to get up like, like LT Tigre did to earlier really did last yeah. time out at five furlongs of Santa Anita. But uh, uh, I, I think she's, she's run a, a set of higher level optional claimers to me, $75,000 race. This is a high level optional claimer. Um, so yeah, I like the Philly here. So, uh, she's so special. You know, what's funny about that is that we get to the same horse but we get to it in a different direction because I actually have a different viewpoint there. Okay. If you look at her races, the fact why I liked her is because she can sit off the pace. She okay. actually can rate if you look at her races. And I know El Tigre Terrible um, came off the pace last time, but that's because the horse completely missed the break. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the races otherwise, granted most of them were on dirt, this horse has been much closer to the pace and wanted to set some of those fractions himself. So I actually kind of thought that he was a horse that might be a little bit closer up than he was last time 
if he breaks well enough. Right. Um, and then you have speed from a horse on the inside. You've got rookie mistake can kind of be anywhere. Um, you've got speed from the five, you've got speed from the six. So I actually looked at a horse like the two. She's so special and thought, well, at least she can breathe off the pace, right. you know, if this sets up for her. And granted, you know, pace stuff, I always kind of take with a grain of salt when you're talking about sprinting. It's much different than route races. Everybody wants to rely on pace projection, whatever, but like, you're not going that far. There's not that much time for you to establish your pace and establish your positioning. So, you know, it, it's important, but it's less important in sprint races. Regardless, I think that she's a horse that you have to use. And I threw in the four rookie mistake because I, I just missed with this horse last time at like 13 to one or something. Yeah. And then uh, and then the six, thanks, Mr. Edison, uh, I threw in there as well, just because I think the horse is going to be better. So I can start off. And rookie layout. mistake, uh, the four in this race did win at this distance at this track before. Right. In just yeah. in March. And so, you know, shown, mm-hmm. shown that that uh, that he can win here. As well. Yeah, but that yeah. was my big pick on on Barstool a couple of weeks back with rookie mistake, and it, I mean, like that second by a head was so close. It was a it was a bob. It was a bob that I missed out on. So Just I'm like getting Louis nowhere, nowhere near the like odds. The, yeah, Louis exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know I, what I'm talking about. <laughs> I sure do. Rookie mistake is the horse that kind of st- stood out to me too, and uh, mainly just because you know you do get Doug O'Neill and Mario Gutierrez, right. the that double, the the Derby double right there. Uh, uh, so you know. I'm kind of surprised though this was rookie mistake that he ran so well on the dirt the last time out that uh, with a really mm-hmm. good solid speed figure that they just went uh, went back to put him right on the turf they just they can't yeah. figure him out I guess they just is this where you tell us Megan that it's it's a this is the condition book and this is where you have to run your horses um, I mean maybe I, honestly I didn't even look too much into that I was also confused at at putting this horse in at this spot because I that's why I actually put him behind the two horse feet because I just felt like, what are they trying to do here? Like every time there's a change on this horse, almost every time it runs, whether that's condition, calibrates, not calibrates, distance, surface. It's like, just let the horse figure out what it wants to do well and let it do it. And to me, that was sprinting on the, on the main track. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's not that this horse hasn't performed well on the turf before, but it just, there's so much going on. There's so much movement here. And that worries me just a little bit. It's uh, it's, it's interesting, especially when you have a channel like Doug O'Neill. I mean, the guy's been around for a while, so he knows yeah. what he's doing. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's not an accident for sure. All right, so race five, Megan. It's the uh, Santa Anita Oaks. The mm-hmm. Santa Anita Oaks. Five horser grade uh, grade two. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make my prediction of the weekend. Okay. Uh, I think one of the horses scratches in this race, and we have a four horse Santa Anita Oaks. <laughs> really? I don't know who's gonna yeah. scratch, the but John just gonna, it's special. just gonna be like awful. weird. Because the four is going to scratch, so is that what it's it is? strange. It's strange that you had so much. The four is going to scratch. That. You think that's going to be No, like that's that's a thing. It's already scratched. Oh really? Oh, you're right. Oh, I you thought we were the joking? Website. Like, oh yeah, we're, we're, we've got PPs from oh. earlier today, so like yeah, we didn't know that. All right. Oh well, so did I. But then like I did my homework to follow up oh, and like get the current odds homework. and scratches. Like, I to do, be relevant. I do who I liked in this race, and I morning line didn't. Matter, so. <laughs> Well, Megan, all I wrote for this one, and I'm not kidding, sometimes the jockey makes the decision for you. Mike Smith is jumping off the four and onto Swiss Skydiver. And that was before the scratch. Before the scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to trust that she's shipped well. Can't even people have her ready to go. And she's coming off. It's two, a lot of speed on that horse. Two back-to-back terrific performances. She was yeah. awesome in the fantasy. She was awesome. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to trust that Kenny's got her ready to go. Mike Smith's going to give her a good ride and uh, get the win here in the uh, San Anita Oaks. Yeah, she's been on fire. And, um, you know, my good friend Liam Benson, who works at TaylorMade, actually has that mare, Expo Gold, at the farm. Shout and, out. Um, shout and, out, Liam. Shout yeah, out. 
Shout out Liam. This is the second time like, we've shouted out Liam. Shout out. I was going to say, he's family to me, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to have him on the show sometime. But um, but he's been really impressed and following along with, you know, obviously the storyline here with the vested interest. And uh, Swiss Skydiver is just, she's, I mean, even last time she won the grade two Oaks and then she comes back right. in the grade three fantasy and she's 16 to one. Like, are you kidding me? Got no respect. So now I think she's finally getting the respect she deserves. And also the fact, like the only way you can knock her is say, well, she hasn't shipped out to California, but yeah, yeah. she shipped almost everywhere else in the country. Exactly so right. yep. it, 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 it's an easy one. I think probably some, a single for many people. Um, I, I will say I thought that speech was looked good in the mornings, but the class test hasn't been there. And the two horse for Bob Bather, Baffert, ooh, I don't know where that came from, uh, has been, I haven't had enough bourbon to start slurring yet, uh, has been really, really good and, and uh, gets back to a longer distance, which I think she might like. But she Those connections on that horse, that's a, feral, that's a feral bred horse on the two. The I yeah. was going to say that's where it could get fun, actually, Trade. if we had an Oaks contender uh, yeah. pharaoh, right? That would be pretty It would be, be pretty awesome if that happened. Bye. Bye, Pharaoh. Sorry, I said out. I'm sorry. Bye. Out, out, out. Like they actually come out of the female. Is that you know how that works? Let's let's. It, it comes out of the male too. The, we're not, the we're male. Not talking. Well, okay. The male puts it in. <laughs> the male puts it in. The baby comes out of the female. This is what Does we're this make this us week? an explicit show or no? <laughs> I don't think so. That's I just mean, biology. Man. So just it's you know, just birds and a bees talk. It's no big deal. Yeah. Megan might not know this stuff. No, no, she. she well, I mean, I that is true. I mean, you young. She's, she's I mean, not, poor Megan. She's not. She's not, I mean, she's not married, so she could be a virgin still. I mean, we just don't know this. Whoa! So. All right. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be trending. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. Uh, you're, Last week I worked at Hooters, and this week <laughs> you're a virgin. You improved, right? Uh, <laughs> I guess really both nice. of those so, could be true. I'm just kidding. They the tables have turned. Um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, back Any maidens to, in the six that we like, Megan. Well, hold on, are we going? We, we done with the five? We both like Swiss. I, I, Swiss I, I understand that, but I just wanted to ask one question. Oh, okay. Actually, no, okay. I don't. No, never mind. <laughs> it didn't. Well, the the speech horse actually kind of just appealed to me a little bit. I just oh, didn't know if there if there was anything there about the. I mean, as the casual, like if people don't understand our roles in the show, Louis and Meg, Megan's like the handicapper. Thank you, Thank you for doing that. Yeah, Louis is a very very solid good handicapper. Uh, and, and I am literally like, I'm a fan, like, and, but so as a fan looking at this, looking at this, like I, I would, I would be on Swiss skydiver too, especially with two straight nineties, just a consistency. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got a legit Kentucky Oaks contender with Swiss skydiver. I can see that, uh, the, the, the two horse has been improving and could right. potentially jump up. Right. For sure. Um, and, and then, you get Baffert at Santa Anita. I mean, it, sometimes there are just things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then, but I look at the, at Flavian on this, on this speech horse and, uh, who ran a 97 and it kind of seems like a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, didn't win the race, but is, you know, is, is there anything there? Like, is that a horse that we should watch to see if there's, you know, a chance <laughs> to hit the board? I mean, there's only, if there's only yeah. four horses in the row to race, you know, I you know, I, I, she, she's yet to really prove herself so much at graded stakes company, which was the big question mark. And that's why Swiss Skydiver, you know, will likely be a single for many people. But if you look at the horses she has faced, I mean, she's been in against Venetian Harbor, who's really excelled. She's been against Donna Veloce, um, Gamine or Gamine, however you say it. Uh, Louis, I'll leave that to you. But, uh, <laughs> you know, she's faced a lot of good horses and, and she's, therefore she needs the credit. So sure. I agree with the eight to five second choice. Yeah. Okay. So race six is interesting just because Cezanne is making his debut. This is a $3.8 million. Finally. Or $3.65 million. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't mean to do that. Not 3.8, 3.65. I'm sorry to all of our listeners. This um, horse has been working since last summer. Like, I have been waiting for this horse to come around. Okay. It's been forever. Are we double singling the ones here? No. Okay. Who's better in this race? 
I think the two is really interesting. Brazen has been working with Charlatan and kept up just as well. So if you were mm. a Charlatan fan, uh, this horse is five to one on the morning line. The and I thought the two horse I thought looked just as good in the morning workouts as Charlatan did, who obviously has a ton of hype and graded stakes experience and, you know, won the part of the Arkansas Derby and, and all of that. So uh, I really like that one. And I, I will say um, Ray Ray is the four. I, I, I would use this horse maybe underneath. You oh, know, I something that. I. Oh, what? I love. I don't know the the Ray Ray thing. Oh. I don't know. She's oh. too young to know that reference. Okay. Keep going. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just so here old. for the bourbon. I'm so. This old. is so fun. <laughs> you guys just told me I could come on and drink, so I did. Right. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, one. I think this is important because you know. Yes, you have. You, you've got the hype of these horses, you've got Bob Baffert, you've got the big purchase prices, you've got, you know, great workouts and, and everything. And I do stand by that. But I think Ray Ray is one to include um, in there as well, just because this horse has experience and you are looking at a field of horses besides the, the six who lack experience. And oftentimes it just takes a race under their belt for them to get the hang of it. And Ray Ray's already had that, has had three races so far, um, I thought looked really good. And, and something I like to see in the workouts is responding. You know, you can ask a horse to do something and, and when they're green, they don't always understand what you're asking them to do. It's no different than children uh, or people, I guess. But Ray Ray, I thought, looked when this horse was asked, he knew what to do. And I thought that that was really important when you're talking about a race with so many first time starters, regardless of how much they cost. And Ray Ray's already carried 126 pounds, put up an 86 speed figure at Santa Anita last yep. time out. At this and distance, I, I think you're going to get a much bigger distance. price than three to one. Right, because you know, so in this race. Yeah. Right. So like value wise, I just think that's a horse that you use there and you don't throw out completely. I, I think that there's something, and again, the workouts look great. I, physically, like this horse makes sense as well. Right. It's just, you're kind of overshadowed by the Baffert double. I mean, Santa Anita, five for a long workout for Ray Ray. 92 horses, he's the bullet. And it looked just as good as the time uh, did, that's like physically. That's incredible. So that's mm -hmm. something to look at for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So that's a two and the four, two brazen, four Ray Ray. Is that like two Megan's maidens? Is that like a bold? You're damn right. I get both of us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, he's, getting, he's got two well, Louis I'm, I'll shots. write all these down. Don't yeah, worry. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As our listeners should be as well. I'm like, I'm like looking at all these like uh, these names, and it's obvious that people in our generation are wealthy enough to own horses right now. <laughs> right. That's awesome, right? You're like, easy. where did I go wrong? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I've, Just I've, been, I've been in the winter circle. Listen. I, you know, I had a, like the toenail of a syndicate, but I still was, in the, I was there. That $18,000 optional claimer was mine. Yeah, it was it. That Actually, in that horse, that horse, we uh, did get, she did get claimed for us, but she raced uh, in a stakes race in Arlington Million Day. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love Sweet. Arlington yeah. Million Day. Oh. That's great. Yeah. I'm missing, you know. Still need to go there. Oh, Louis, Louis, that's Louis Saratoga. It is my Saratoga. It's Louis it is. Saratoga. It is my Saratoga. It's Chicago in August. The town. It's like Louis. 75 I love degrees the and town awesome. and the pizza. I don't you the and pizza, I though. can go, and you know, Mark can come too, can go <laughs> to Arlington. And then oh. you're coming to Saratoga. You're coming to damn Saratoga. If you summer there, I'll be there. I'll summer in Saratoga. <laughs> okay, the seven race. Yep. And the reason why, by the way, we threw that uh, last race in there is because it's part of the pick six, right? So is that what we're trying to get to? Also, Cezanne just making his debut. Sure. Okay. Is a big enough. Also, game. like, yeah. Megan's maintenance. Megan's maintenance. That's right. Okay. <laughs> a mile on the turf for the Crystal Water. It's a uh, $100,000 purse. And uh, we got three-year-olds here. And mm -hmm. who, who we like? Uh, who we like here in the, in the Crystal Water? I have a lot of horses written down here. I thought this was a spread race too. So yeah. I'm glad you said that because okay. I, I felt like this was a Lots race where speed. you could really, I, I mean, the eight 
I think we'll probably take a bit more money, um, Lieutenant Dan, when when the market really opens up because this horse has been, you know, nearly perfect, finishing the top three for the most of his career. Um, he is coming off a little bit of a freshening. You get Drayden back aboard. I think he rides this horse really well. Uh, you've got the stakes experience. It just makes a lot of sense. However, I found it interesting that Brando, the bartender, really didn't take as much respect here. I know this horse is coming out of a race at Golden Gate, but I, I think that was just a matter of they were racing, um, uh, you know, a little bit more. I don't know. I think it was an easy spot. I think it was a confidence builder. You put the blinkers back on. I think that's important for this horse because he's really lacked some speed. So I went with the the eight Lieutenant Dan. I threw Brando, the bartender, in there. <clears throat> Prince Earl is a three horse for Phil D'Amato, who comes out of Graded Stakes Company. But um, I, and and the two horse, Gritting Tiger, actually is my long shot if I get one, Louis. If you'll allow me. Uh, <laughs> as long as you flip this, your hair. Sorority move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the. You get the <laughs> this horse at, at twenty to one. Anthony Saavedra is a trainer. I, I don't know that I've ever backed a horse trained by him, to be oh, honest you with you. But I thought that this horse traveled really well. And the fact that you are stretching out with him, he's a really leggy type. Like if you mm. watch him physically on XBTV, he looks like a horse to me that got a hold of the ground well. He ha has a lot more left to go. And they've they've kept him sprinting for most of his his career. So it goes one of two ways here. Either he he sprints in the beginning and he fades out or he actually appreciates the extra distance. But at 20 to one for a horse across the board, I thought he might be worth a little bit of a play. The only horse that I have on my notes that you didn't mention is Warden Jerry, who's the seven. And I'm, mm -hmm. I imagine the reason you didn't have this horse is because he's been running at distances like 12 and 10 furlongs. And we're shortening up to a mile here. Yeah. It was one of the reasons I was a little worried about Lieutenant Dan because he's stretching back out to a mile, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, he's been running uh, shorter races than that. Well, it's, I'm and same thing with Brando the bartender, right? I mean, Brando the bartender has been going shorter distances. He's also like old enough to use a walker. I, <laughs> I don't like, I'm, I, I don't know. Seven. <laughs> Seven. Gelding, dude. You run those things forever. I know. I, you um, have to because that's when we're going to make yeah. money off of them. Well, Warden Jerry's also a seven-year-old Gelding. And I'm, I'm interested here because all the best speed figures recently have been at these longer distances. But you get – I wonder if Flavian can get him situated correctly to be in position and ready to go um, in just a shorter eight-furlong race. It's crazy to say in, in today's day and age. Yeah. A shorter race at eight furlongs, right? But uh, I, I don't know. I can't get off Warden Jerry. I'm kind of interested. He, he has one at this distance. Uh, and so – Really nice record at Santa Anita for this class uh, mm -hmm. of, of horse that we're seeing in this race. So I, I'm not off of Warden Jerry in a in a deeper multi-race ticket. I don't know that he wins, you know, every time or whatever percentage. But I, I just I, I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated. I'm just I, I would agree with you. By? I would agree with you on the fact that you know it's the right rider to get in there. Like right. Flav has you know is an excellent jockey and especially on the turf course, especially right. in route races as well. You know, with this horse, I think you have to kind of qualify some of the races. And, you know, to be fair, he he is a graded stakes winner, right? He's he's uh, on a grade three. Can we talk he's about been, the book, Megan? I he's think placed, he's a victim of the current book, that there just aren't longer races right now. Most likely. And that's yeah. probably where you kind of count against him. But yeah. I almost take the, you know, it's, it's crazy to say I cross out the graded stakes, you know, placings right. or victories or whatever. But I do because of the distance the when distance. you're talking about this type of a race. So, you know, I almost throw those out and then say, okay, what else was left? And when you... When I looked at what else was left, I kind of could make some cases for others. But I, I agree with you there. If he is going to get it done, it's because he's got Flavian Pratt, you know, back aboard him. He got along really well with this horse before. It's not that the other riders haven't been capable, but I, I just think that Flav has the talent to get this horse there. So I, I don't I don't say toss him for sure. You include him if you have the budget to do so. And this is a race where you do have to spread. So when you're structuring your tickets, you know, make sure that you give yourself enough where you can you can do that in this leg. <laughs> so I'm a liar. There's one more horse. So King Abner. That's that's the horse that kind of appealed to me. He's coming back to the turf. 
I, I, I said no for this race because I'm going to take a wait and see with him. But mm-hmm. I am absolutely fascinated by King Abner. But he's a hit the way, board play, not a win play. I, I agree with that. But it finished second to gift box. I mean, they think a lot of this horse, right? And so, you know, I, but going back to the turf, I'm kind of interested in that move. Um, yeah. But, like, know. it's been so long since he's gone long on the turf. And the last time he did, he finished fourth. To I, nobody. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's not why that I said actually I'm taking those checkers to nobody, a, but like. I'm taking a wait and see with him. That's what I'm I just, yeah. it was one of those horses where I, this is one of those races where I feel like you can honestly make, make an excuse wrong. or make a case for any horse. And this is a good example. But it was like, the more I found myself doing that, I'm like, mm, Megan, this is a little bit of a stretch. You know what I mean? Like, like I had to kind of limit myself there. <laughs> you can't sit with us. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's move on then to the. <laughs> she got that well, reference. I'll okay. There we go. All right. She got that reference. All right. Let's go on to the Santa Anita Derby, the Santa Anita Derby, uh, which I think for most of us, I think would probably be the highlight, the grade one Santa Anita Derby. Uh, yeah. Of course, the Run Happy. I'm sorry because Run Happy sponsors everything. Right. Uh, right. Grade one, four hundred thousand dollar race for three year olds who are pointing towards the Kentucky Derby because the winner will get a hundred points. Mm-hmm. And although I can't, man, just this, I'm trying to wrap my head around the hundred points it three months away. So much, so much. Yeah. like so we got to have, <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, and of course, and, and also bothers me that Anno Dior is still running. Um, All right, can I write what I wrote down? If I've decided Anno Dior is the tacitus of this year's crop. He's going to hit the board a bunch, but I'm not sure he'll okay, win can, much more. Anno Dior hasn't hit the board the last two races. I, I think he's going to hit the board a bunch in California because that's what horses do in four horse fields. And then um, I think uh, he's going to always run against good horses. Yeah, he's yeah. the tacitus of this year, except, yeah, probably less talented. This will be his last dirt race. He's on the turf after this. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I will oh, go. Interesting. Like yeah, lot, actually, what's yeah, that? Actually, makes huh. sense. To it repeat. does make sense. Yeah. His best race was on the turf. His yeah. best race was on the turf. Yeah, yeah. But we get to see a couple of studs here that I think you know where Authentic should win this race. Okay, but you still have a shooter shoot in this race who's two straight wins on AP who I think people still give a lot of credit to. Uh, where are we going with this one? What if I told you guys I wasn't using Honor AP? I, I wouldn't would be shy with you. That. You would be it's no shock whatsoever. No. Okay. Well, that was anticlimactic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I think in this race, honestly, I might single authentic. Uh, I just think he's coming into this race so well. He his workouts have been outstanding. He's undefeated so far. It's his home track. He just the, the, everything about him to me screams yes. Uh, this is the horse to beat. And to be honest with you, just just personal preference, I guess. I much prefer the way that he moves compared to Honor AP. Honor AP kind of has that. And it's not that you can't run like that. I think some good examples are like more spirit and, um, oh my God, the mayor, uh, that Mike Smith wrote, Royal Delta. Oh. Like they're very low runners, you know, they're like long and low. And it's not that that's not successful, but I just find that there's a little bit more wasted action in that, that I don't tend to like. I like a horse that is, it, to me, horses like that are a little bit more set on their front end and therefore they have less propulsion off of their back end. So just like physically speaking, mechanics speaking, I tend to gravitate towards horses that are more, more like an authentic, more like a traditional you know, horse that'll push off of that hind regardless of the distance that you're going. I, I look at that a lot with sprinters, but I think it, it goes to show with any type of a horse. Um, it just has to do, do with that stride length. So Honor AP, uh, I'm going to let you have him if you like him. I'm not going to use that horse. I'm going to use authentic, probably single in there. I actually thought about the the two rushy at eight mm-hmm. to one and the one Friars road is a long shot um underneath there so we'll see i mean you, we would expect especially i mean i think we all feel like authentic's kind of undervalued a little bit in the derby grand picture i think baffert has some tells. until this race is over right <laughs> right but i think baffert has some tells and he's training this horse pretty much exclusively at six and seven furlongs he thinks this is his classic horse mm-hmm. yeah right i mean this is the giveaway right yeah, that's what he did with Pharaoh. this totally. this horse takes the place of nadal 
right. in yeah. my opinion. That's right. right. And I, I know he hasn't he hasn't well, I guess he has proven himself. Honestly, him and Nadal to me are carbon copies of each other. If you look at the way that Nadal came into the Arkansas Derby, it is the same as yep. Authentic comes into this race. Yep. He had he had a maiden win. He had I think Nadal had two greatest stakes or at least like an allowance of the stake. Whatever it was, he had greatest stakes experience. Authentic to me is right there. It's the same. If you like Nadal, you like Authentic. That's the way it is. You left a shooter shoot out of your analysis there, Megan. Are you not a fan? Uh, I just I think he's a little bit lesser quality. Okay. I mean, like if you. And here's how I feel about it. If you like shoot or shoot, why wouldn't you like Friars Road at That's 21? That's fair enough. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like it just, he seems, he seems a little B team to me. And I just think authentic is A team. Got it. All right. Play defense if you want to be on the A team for, uh, for <laughs> not just, yeah, but I, I mean, I just really think that authentic has just been improving so much. And I, you know, the, right now, I mean, authentic, if I'm, if I'm putting a derby ranking out there, I mean, it's authentic and tis the law at the top of the of the deal. Yeah. So yeah. I know. No. I come on. No. You were you were all over Maxfield last week. Don't I'm sorry. Me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tis the law is behind Maxfield for me. It's Maxfield authentic. I think that's what I said last week. Yeah. Maxfield authentic. Tis the law. Tis the law. Okay. Yeah. And I would put Maxfield behind. Trying to catch me out on the king behind King Guillermo. King William. Oh, do more. <laughs> All right, so King Guillermo. The next King Guillermo. Is, he had to get a reference today. Get over yourself. King the, um, Guillermo. So he's the sponsor of the show. They just don't know it yet. That's right. That's right. Hey, Victor the Martinez, my sponsor. Where's my bourbon? So in this race coming up here, Megan, the uh, the cinema stakes we're going. Um, we're gonna get you some more bourbon, by the way. I know. Some you, different bourbon. Some, somebody needs to get me some I'm, bourbon. I'm speaking over Louis. He's pissed. <laughs> so I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Louis. Uh, this, this is more important. Um, <laughs> I will drink. <laughs> bourbon from our friends if you send it to me and i will also anybody out there that wants to send me a glass to drink yeah. in like right now i'm drinking out of a santa Anita oh yeah we'll get you glass. we'll get you the RA you know? solutions uh bourbon glass Those yeah like I, I i do receive gifts you know what i mean like just i receive <laughs> gifts <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're so a friend of the show if you're an fos, be an FOS send things out to la all right so I, we'll give you we'll post her address on twitter so let's stop trying <laughs> i need a po box now <laughs> <laughs> so in race nine, uh, two turns on the turf here. The cinema. Megan, to me, there are two favorites in this race, and they're the favorites for a reason. And I think um, I think KPL Systems Go, and I think uh, Haribu. Haribu a little less. I think it's kind of a put-up-shut-up for Haribu, actually, in this race. Uh, to back up that last outing here in February. Uh, interested to see these two go at it. Is there a? Th Do you agree with me on that to start? And if, if not, is there another horse? Because I have one other horse no. that I really like. I do not agree with you. I went one awesome. six seven. Hey, I, like <clears> I the actually one think I, I think Haywood's Beach is much undervalued. Six to one is crazy. This horse ran a big race last time. I know yeah. he was the favorite, but I mean he had a terrible start. He was super game. I mean, if you get anywhere near six to one on this horse, like bet the house because I think he's really talented and, and I don't discredit him that he, you know, he had some time off. He he tried the turf and then he went to the dirt. That was it was his first race. He loses by 10 lengths. Then they go to the, the dirt. He's obviously not a dirt horse. He loses by seven lengths. As soon as they switch him back over to the turf, they give him some time off, let him mature, whatever. He's finished second by a neck and first by three quarters of length. I know they were both maiden races, but I just think he's trending in the right direction. So he's actually my top pick, followed by the six, Liar Liar for Richard Baltus, who I love with that stakes experience and the horse has been working really well. And then I throw in the seven, Haribu for Jeff Mullins, who also you know, has a stakes win and um, Umberto Rispoli. Uh, they, they've just been really good together. So I actually did not use um, KPL systems. Go, I prefer the other Mullins. There you go. All right. I can't stand the Haribo name. I just think of those freaking gummy bears and that dumbass commercial with the people sitting around the sitting around the table. I guess they're not going to sponsor us. Um, 
you know what I'm talking about? They're so squishy and like it. You don't know what I'm nope. talking about. You don't know what nope. I'm talking about. The hair. It just like, sounds. It just sounds weird. Like now. the little gummy bear commercial. How you doing, Megan? You good? <laughs> I'm great, actually. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right, the Hollywood Gold Cup. I, I think this is a big race. The right. Grade One Gold Cup, mile and a uh, mile and a quarter. All right, I'm not proud of this. Yeah. I don't like a single horse in this race. Okay. Um. So I wrote. I but like guess, you have to bet one. <laughs> I guess I'll take mid court. Megan, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what my, I, I don't like a single horse in this race. I don't what, like him. What, what's your, what's I don't your problem? Tenfold. Yeah, I know. I know. I, like, I, I'm not proud of it. Midcourt does got some pretty Here's what's going to happen. Let me tell you. Here's what's going to happen. I, for the first time in his career, am not betting improbable. I'm not picking improbable. I is have he your given Tacitus? him. He is now my Tacitus. I have given him. Well, but I was never on Tacitus. That's the thing. Like, I was never on Tacitus, and I was like, okay, maybe we'll give him a shot to hit the top three. If you saw Improbable's numbers without seeing how the race is finished, you would think he was a super horse, right? I, I like, <laughs> not proud of it. I lost some some big sports bettors that were like, give me a pick for the Derby last year. Like, they lost some big money, the fact that I told them to, to bet Improbable. I was like, he's going to win. No, no doubt about it. Like, all these races. And then since then, I mean, anytime they've seen him show up, they've also, you know, bet the horse, which really hasn't worked out well for anybody. Um, no. So he's won I, once since the, the Derby. Yeah, again, hasn't really worked out. <laughs> the share belief. I'm not a math person, but numbers wise, that doesn't seem it's to be a good. profit. Um, it's not good. So, so I I actually went against him. I, I thought that it was the six and the two. Tenfold has been a horse that I know from the beginning, the Steve Asmussen Barn has been really, really high on. And I give him a ton of credit that he had some trouble last time. I think By My Sanders is a fantastic horse. So I give that race a lot, a lot of credit last time out in the uh, in the grade two New Orleans. He's had some time. Um, you know, the the pegasus world cup was a weird race yes this is a horse that's a little pace dependent at least he has been recently um so that's something to note but i think you get some speed from you know brownstorm uh, i think maybe even the one parsimony might be out there early so i thought for a price you go for the six logical you go for the two midcourt um and then if you really just want to shoot yourself in the foot you bet improbable again. you know it's interesting <laughs> and mike can attest to this when i so all right, get ready to drink humble brag coming. Um, so I was at a tenfolds Pimlico special win. Do I have to? Do we, is that a humble brag? Not really. Okay, awesome. So um, yes, Pimlico. it is. Anytime oh. that Louis mentions, that's all we did last week. Anytime he was like, "Well, I was at, I was at, <laughs> I was at those races too." I just didn't say it, so it is a humble that, brag. That's true. Yeah, you got paid. I was just hanging out. I was. <laughs> I, w I I did a pregame show and then I started on the uh, Black Eyed Susans. But the um. <laughs> If a horse runs well at Pimlico, I fall in love. Like, it, for some reason, uh, it happened with Kofefe. It happened with... Why? Uh, I feel like if you could run well at Pimlico, you run well If anywhere. a horse runs well on Preakness Day at Pimlico, yes. It's not a Pletcher horse. Oh. Any <laughs> other time. Any other time. Oh, no, no. no. Well, that's the only time I'm there, Megan. How about that? Okay, so, well, uh, that's yeah, a, yeah. Then, then you need to say that. <laughs> well, like, no, but if I see a horse in the Pimlico special or in something like, you know, a race like that, then yes. Um, on that big day. That right. one day. Correct. Okay. Well, the Pimlico special is usually on Black Eyed Susan Day, right? Okay, fine. That one weekend. There we go. Okay. Right. That's the only time I'm that there. That one weekend. We need to I'm move just on saying, but you, you said any time a horse runs well at Pimlico, and I said no. That's well, all. Well, half he's the time there. He said that he's there. Half the time that Stronach will tell you that they're running at Pimlico, but they're actually running in Argentina, but never mind. Um, so, Megan's not allowed to say anything. Um, so, I should like Tenfold. Yes, I am. I don't work for them. I, I should like Tenfold, <laughs> but I don't. So, I, I, I'm going midcourt. Speed numbers. I don't like tenfold. And Victor Espinosa. There you go. Boom. All right, go for it. 
Boom. Josh Drop the mic. All right, are, are we doing this last race? Or Better than I'm deep throating the mic. No, we're going to Churchill. <laughs> All right, we're going to Churchill. So that means we're going to take a break. Yeah, we do need to take a break. I need more bourbon. All right, so let's get some more bourbon, get some refills. You know, bartender, we need another one. We'll be right back. This is the ha the the what? The horse racing happy hour. Starring Mark. Starring, starring Mark and Maggie. Here we go. All right, welcome to the final segment of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Just want to make sure we all know who what my name is. My I name love is Mike. that horse, by the way. What's that? Slim Shady. Yeah. Slim Shady, the horse okay. that ran a couple of years back, like was yeah. a huge moneymaker for me. Like okay. when he showed up, I, I had him. Nice. Well, humble brag. Humble brag. <laughs> I'm Let's just go trying to, to drink. We're going to drink. We're going to Churchill Downs where the backside actually has horses and the, so do, so do the, uh, the, yeah, there's only six the horses gates. in the Aristides, man. Okay. That's fine. The one race. Great. All right. What so did why you is just this, call that race? Why is this the Aristides? Why is this the Aristides? Why is it? It's not Aristides. 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 Why is it the Aristides? Cause those are the horses named. And what, what, who was Aristides? A horse. Won, won the, the first derby. Oh, the first huh? derby. That's right. Won the first yeah, derby. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Right. There we go. All right. There you go. Right. Six furlongs. She says right. He's closed. <laughs> this is race eight at Churchill Downs on Saturday. So we got two stakes races at Churchill Downs. So we're going to talk about. We're going to get the Louis Long Shot out of Churchill Downs, and then if you want our pick four bet, I say hour like I have anything to do with it. Make sure you check out our Twitter account, Louis. What's the Twitter account? At Horse Happy Hour. At Horse Happy Hour. We're actually now like blowing up all social media. Well, not all. Mm -hmm. I'm not on TikTok. Although with that dance move earlier, I should be on TikTok. Is that right? You want to bring uh, it back? I'm sure there's a market for that. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're gonna we we're up, but we're on IG, which is what the kids call it. We on are. Instagram. We are. We're on, we are on IG. Horse Racing Happy yep. Hour. We're on Facebook for the uh, for your parents. Horse and Racing Happy Hour. Horse at Horse Racing Happy Hour on yep. both of those, and yep. then uh, at you just take out the racing part at Horse Happy Hour on Twitter, and Twitter's really like our star. But uh, Megan's gonna have some pretty entertaining things coming on on Instagram. I have a feeling. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna put our segments on there. You know, it's yeah. gonna be a good time. If you awesome. enjoy that Louis long shot segment, uh, there's more to come. You should probably follow our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, right. there That's it great. is. So, the, um, so let's get into to the Aristides uh, race eight, a hundred thousand dollar race for four year olds and up, six furlongs on the dirt. What do we like? I'll go first here. I just, um, I think there's a lot of horses to like here, but I really like Volatile. He's lightly raced, I know, but. Um, I think he's improving, getting better. He's worst finish ever was second place. He's he's just a winner. I really trust Ricardo and Steve Asmussen here, and so I'm. I know it's a favorite and whatever else, and it's boring. But I, I would actually be comfortable singling volatile the six here in this race. I okay, like I like him that. Much. I like I like him too. I, I really like him a lot. Um, I think he's going to be even better. Second start off the layoff. I mean, he, he ran his best number of his career last time out. Um, you got a Chad Brown in there, but I, I feel like this one is maybe just a little bit a step below, like a Chad Brown. Do you know what I mean? Right. We always say like a Chad Brown, like a Bob Affer, but this one's like. Mm. Um, right. And so I appreciate this horse, but I I'm not gonna put him above Volatile. And then I actually thought that Bobby's Wicked one, who you didn't mention, surprisingly nine to five on the morning line, five year old horse. He's got plenty of stakes experience. Pardon me. Um, he finished second behind Matoli by only about three lengths. So he's been a horse that's been right there. I mean, he's he's 
got the credentials, I think, to to warrant a look in here. I think nine to five is a little short on this horse, honestly. Um, but you know, I'm not throwing him out. So I think this is maybe a leg where you go two, three deep um, if you're playing along with that pick four. So Megan, just so you know, uh, I singled Matoli in the Met Mile. I oh, love that horse I, that much. He, I was that guy. No, I was that Mitoli's guy. Matoli's so, a great horse. I was like, that guy. I, no, you Fantastic. have no idea how much he loved that horse. Like it was, <laughs> it was, un- it was like, unhealthy. I don't even know. There was, it was a. It was, a, it was unnatural. There might have been like a like <laughs> like the cops might have been called. Like there might have been a. You know, like I know assist. a few photographers. Like, do you want me to send you a poster of Matoli, like for your room? Or something? I wouldn't be like, mad about it. So, the, at what um, level are we at it's, here? It's it's pretty serious. I mean, it, it, I got concerned. I've never gone to yeah. visit a horse at a farm, but I'll probably go visit Matoli. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, my long shot. One, of, I have two long shots. Louis' long shot of the day. Do-do-do-do. And uh, we'll talk about our our guy Jason Shepard real quick here after I give this first one. I, the reason I have two long shots of the day is because both of them are eight to one morning line. So I don't know where the cut is for long shot. It's like a lukewarm Louis long shot. Yeah. So this there are 14 horses in this field. He's like the eighth favorite. So to me, like long enough <laughs> shot, I guess. Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll go with that. The two horse, my man Flintstone is a one time winner at six furlongs. We're going five and a half here. They tried to stretch him out the last couple of races and it did not work. Um, all of his losses seem to come where he gets the lead. He's, and then he's he a one time winner. Fades. A one-time winner on synthetic or on the dirt course. I understand. I understand. I just didn't know if you knew. No, I understand. Synthetic's been translating to dirt this meet. Um, I think five and a half furlongs allows him to get to the front and stay there. Eight to one money line. I think you get better odds on my man Flintstone by the time the race comes around. We'll go with the young guy, Kenny McPeak, and uh, Brian Hernandez Jr. For Louis, eight to one long shot. By the way, Megan was super negative about my long shot of the week last week. <laughs> Who came and in so second? I'm feeling really good that she felt like she had to swoop in and cover her face to make fun of this one. Also and like, so, Oh my God. I, I love, I love me some Kenny McPeak, but the young guy, Kenny McPeak, have you ever met him? <laughs> That's the joke. All right. So, so uh, uh, no more jokes. All right. We're moving on. All right. So, so you, you mentioned, no more jokes. I, I do not like that horse. If you're looking oh. for my picks, I, I went with the 10, the Wesley Ward in there, Alfie Solomon's and then the three, uh, who's five to one for Kelsey Danner getting class relief? The one news flash for Mike Maker, twelve to one. And then if the twelve is in there, um, off the also eligible list, I encourage you to use Cardiac Kitten, who's just been waiting for the right spot. Okay. Drop the, drop the mic. Is. I can't because it's on like a thing. But so Jay, you, you mentioned you Don't mentioned our boy. Drop the mic. So we're gonna, we're going to give you a little uh, history lesson, Megan. Oh boy. All right. So like uh, the the way that this all kind of started with Louie and I. So like I was doing horse racing stuff and. Uh, Louie and I were working together on a um, on a fundraiser, right? And uh, we were hosting a bourbon and cigar room for this mm-hmm. fundraiser. We had the tents up and all this kind of stuff. Well, it happened to be that this fundraiser was on Breeders' Cup weekend. Okay. So we actually, like, I brought the TV. You know, I had no idea that Louie liked horse racing, you know, because I knew he's from Michigan. But I didn't really know him that well. <laughs> That's really fair. And, uh, <laughs> like, so I was like, hey – you know, we're not going to watch the hockey game. We're going to watch. Uh, <laughs> we're going to watch horse racing, right. and uh, and like Louis was all into it, and we're smoking cigars, drinking bourbon, and and yeah. uh, our you know our buddy Jason Shepard, the Jay Shepard Cigars on Barstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, he he helped us out with the cigars, and it really nice. kind of was donated like, hundreds. Of, it was like probably a hundred cigars. You, what what brought you guys together? It, it kind of like was the, the birthplace. Yeah. Yeah. Birthplace that, that was like your meet cute. Is the cigars right? Because we both swiped right that night. I just put it. (laughs) And thus, (laughs) the marriage was was formed. (laughs) 
our kids. Uh, I mean, when I when I think of cigars, and and to be fair, I haven't had uh, Jay Shepard's cigar, so I might have to do that. I used to live right off of Bardstown Road. I'm surprised that I didn't experience yeah. that. But like when I smell cigar smoke, it just brings me back to being a kid at Belmont and Aqueduct. Mm. Like that's what I and Saratoga in the summers. Like I just Saratoga in the summer. Oh, humble <laughs> rank. I was like five. So I was uh, like five. <laughs> I, yeah, but that's like, I, it's so, it's so nostalgic for me, you I know, it's like, like I smell a cigar and I'm like, yeah. I need to be at the racetrack. Most but, of the time I am at the racetrack, but if I'm not, like, I need to be there. Well, Jason and I have known each other for 25 years and it started off because we were, we worked together at a cigar shop uh, yeah. right out of high school. And that guy uh, the, uh, who had that cigar shop, it's kind of the same thing for me. The guy, when I was a kid at the cigar shop also used to sell baseball cards. So I'd go in the cigar shop to buy the baseball cards and that. Okay. I don't know if you would know what a baseball card is, but it's like this like picture of a baseball player and it's got their <laughs> stats on the back. And, uh, yes, it, I know what a baseball card is. Listen, I, I'm, I'm old. It used to be a thing. Like when we were young, we collect these baseball cards, we trade them. It's kind of like, chewing gum. Kinda like a, Pokemon a, cards. Or like where you Marcus slash Mike is slowly becoming like the most Marcus. interesting man in the world. Like <laughs> like worked at a cigar shop. I think he might have been a teacher. I'm not even really sure teacher, what you do yeah. for a living now. He like gives motivational speeches. Like I'm not entirely sure what you do but like i'm glad it's working his last name is gandalf so you should probably stop asking about it like is also gandalf from like lord of the rings with the last name i don't i don't know marky mark like i don't know what's (laughs) happening here i just enjoy your presence i appreciate that (laughs) because this is the only thing i got to offer and that's about it (laughs) is the presence yeah, but that was it. Like so, like the the nostalgic for me with the cigars came kind of like I would go into this place and buy baseball cards and this like the smell of it and everything else, and mm-hmm. uh, that was it was my thing. So I appreciate yeah. your nostalgic appreciation of cigars. Should we ever get together, I will smoke a cigar with I'm you. I'm pretty sure we're, we that's going to happen. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's are we going to screw that up that, this bad before like heat? <laughs> Should we ever actually meet face to face? All right, so oh, in the geez. Dogwood, which is Boy. the next race here, the, the 10th race, seven furlongs using the shoot at Churchill Downs for one turn uh, to go seven furlongs. Uh, I do think that the another lightly raced horse, so if I'm being super chalky, I apologize, but I do think Edgeway is the best horse in this field uh, with John Sadler and uh, Tyler Bazin. So interesting that I, I kind of settled on not-so-interesting horses, but I do think there's a horse in this race, and I, I, I hate to give this one out because I don't think it's going to work out. But I think Naughty Thoughts, the seven, eight to one morning line, running at Laurel. <laughs> Hold on. Can we just click? We're, we're going to be able to clip, I think, Naughty Thoughts, right? Like, I, <laughs> Oh, that's true. I think Naughty when Thoughts edit, is going to be clipped. When I edit the clips for social media. I think Naughty Thoughts. <laughs> it's gonna, that's going to be like, uh, that is my, I mean. I'm so happy with that. So, no. so Naughty Thoughts <laughs> has never missed at this distance. Um, he's three, oh, one, and two this year. He's a uh, one win, two uh, places at, at uh, this year, and um, has been running in hundred thousand dollar company actually at Laurel this year. So I'm interested to see if uh, Naughty Thoughts, uh, I say he, she translates well over to uh, Churchill Downs. No, so, what kind of Naughty Thoughts? <laughs> you have, no, your Naughty Thoughts are about a guy. <laughs> no, about about this filly. She's a three thousand dollar sale. Let's go. Um, and so. Uh, <laughs> By the way, can you imagine being the owner of this horse? You paid three grand for the horse, and it's over two hundred k in in lifetime winnings. Like this is like, hey, who won this race last year? By the way, ooh, this is your. This, I'm gonna be very upset if you don't get this. Of course, it was not ran in May. It was it's run in September. The Dogwoods run in September. Dogwood for the ladies, seven for a long Serengeti Empress. No. Oh, oh no, for three year olds. Excuse me. Um, who was it? By the way, this the last last year. Cafefe has come out. Cafefe won this race and beat Bell's the one. Oh, okay, there it is. Oh, it'd be oh, Bell's the one. Go. There you go. Wow, there you go. References. 
Yeah. I, I, All right, Megan, tell me why. Tell me about your naughty thoughts. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so you said naughty thoughts has never missed at this distance. Now I know I'm not the math person in here, but this horse is one for three at seven furlongs. So explain. Never missed the board never. at this distance. I'm sorry. Never okay, missed the board. Okay, you this didn't distance. say never did missed you're the right, board. You're right. Pardon you know, you know who pardon. has never missed at this distance? The two horse who Ooh. is two for two at seven furlongs. Nice. Four graces for Ian Wilkes and Julian Leperu. So I see your uh, other horse. I'm not going to say the name because that was too easy. And uh, I raise you four graces, who I think is probably going to win this race. And then I, I also agree with you. I think Edgeway is a must right. use in here for John Sadler. Yep. Um, uh, ain't no Elmers, which is like the worst name ever. Jarwise, oh. I, I, oh. I'm sorry. I, I agree can't. with you. It's a terrible name. I mean, come on. Like, we already have a hard enough time. The fact that this horse went um, in a tough uh, allowance optional claimer for 100000 last time, it was a mile and a 16th. It was just too long. If you look at the running lines for this facility, she tried to be competitive, you know, in the beginning stage of the race. So I think the class, or I'm sorry, the distance really right. is going to help her out. And she's been working fantastic. Five to one, definitely include. Uh, and then the five horse magic dance for Steve Asmussen. This horse has a lot of back class to go off of. So um, seven to two seems like a fair price. So I actually thought this was a spread race in here um and i went to eight four five got it okay four races does not hit the board in this race count it oh i do what? not i do not trust leperu on the dirt at seven for a long i'm telling you right now louis laying down the challenge i, I don't trust leperu at all in this all race. right let, i think there's a i think there's a side bet right here right now yeah i think there is i two. think there's a side bet i think there is so a who do i get so she, that's her favorite i get my favorite i get edgeway is that right? You, you naughty thoughts? No, 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 no. You you have to stick with naughty thoughts. There. I disagree. That's no, I think, it's a one horse. I think you're, you're taking no, a five to two no, horse. No. You're I think taking the a bet is. Horse. Why do I not get my two to one? I think the bet is because just the horse out. is so good at the distance, right, Larry? Uh, fine. Oh, you know what? Actually, I feel fine about that. I'll take naughty thoughts. I think naughty thoughts finishes ahead of four graces. Of four graces. All right. So we're gonna, is the bet that naughty thoughts finishes ahead of four graces, or four graces hits or misses the board? I think it's just straight up, right? It's a match race, right, Megan? Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Head to head. Okay. Head to head. Yeah. All right. And the and the what's the what's the what's it's the stakes? On. What's, what's the, the stakes? Do we just replay this that one of us was wrong? Is that how that works? I mean, it's, it's probably just like Twitter cred, but I don't right, know. Right. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Right. Like the most useless for, thing ever. Oh. If, well, if Megan well, wins, she's I mean, gonna come up with a graphic. You say that, but I have like ten thousand followers. Humble brag. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to finish this drink. <laughs> try to finish so um <laughs> how about like we'll just have it for twitter cred this time but our listeners you can leave a voice message for us on anchor like let us know what the stake should be within reason oh that's a good idea yeah uh, i like that it's actually really on anchor idea. and like for our next head-to-head -head. since this is, seems to be a theme like me versus louie is like a thing now so uh, what happens megan when it turns out that i'm better at this than you and like you lose your job and they move me to los angeles i mean is this are you, i'm team megan so i'm on team megan too which is bad for me but like <laughs> I just I worry about Megan's career because of me. You know that's what I really worry about. You know, were you a Twilight person by the way? Four Graces. I mean, what are we what? doing? Were you a Twilight fan? Or is that Twilight. too young for you? What like I was movie? thinking like that Team the Megan, so like Team Jake or what? What was the like the two? Like, mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Was that you? Team, was that your Jake? Jacob and uh, Team? Well, I didn't see those at all. Uh, well, neither did I. Edward. 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 She's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Edward's that the guy who's gonna be yeah. Batman, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? I don't yeah. even know what that guy's name is. Robert Pattinson. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that is. All right. Him. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Was that was that I your knew, jam? I knew something. Um, like no. No. What was your jam growing up? What was your what was what were you into? What was, what was teenage Megan Devon into? Sports. What? 
summer sports? against saratoga sports dude, of okay course. yeah Did you, what sports else? and summer against saratoga like I, I wasn't i'm like a bad no here's the thing you have to know about me i am like a really bad millennial like i'm not i wasn't your typical like teenager i was really i spent most of my friday and saturday nights like at the barn mucking stalls and riding horses and not like drinking natty lights in some kid's basement like that's how megan grew up all right. so i'm just like the wrong audience you know i'm a millennial but i'm not the I'm movie about like megan is gonna be super boring you're a grandma it's that's so cool. boring yeah like it's like a five-hour documentary that like nobody watches so you weren't like a like i don't know like, there's no boy band that you had a like super, oh, you were super no into? i was i was not i was not a boy band kind of girl i just i didn't like I like Taylor Swift. That's how I started playing guitar. That's, but like, yeah, that's probably that, that's good. That's about right. That's a good one. So, yeah. you like Taylor Swift? Old Taylor Swift or new Taylor Swift? Old Taylor Swift. Yeah, new Taylor Swift doesn't really doesn't do it for me. No, I, I had I had the pleasure of going to a Taylor Swift concert. Did you? Yeah, I mean, because I got a, a sixteen year old daughter. So Did she you go to the stadium. At uh, no, it was when she was at the M. Oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. This Very podcast has taken a turn. <laughs> No, that's what we do. I mean, here. like, I don't hate it. <laughs> that's what we do. we're talking around it's, the bar. It's a happy hour. I know. You know what? It is, and we're getting to know each other too because this is still like a new thing for us. So I'm excited about it. But now you guys know that I'm like a super boring grandma. <laughs> so proof of my age. Who's still my favorite concert of all time? Is the Roots? Like, no question. Yeah. Tightest group I've ever seen. But you're like the, the whitest who? guy ever. The at Roots, Roots hip hop group. They're the they're the um they're the house band for, for Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon Kimmel, or Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and I've seen them in five countries. About that. Seriously, there now, that, that, they're, they're seriously good because they're. I'm a huge. They're fan real musicians. They're not. You are not, a huge fan. I'm a yeah. massive fan of the Roots. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I, yeah, so I've seen them in the U.S., Canada, uh, Belgium, France, and Switzerland. So there you go. That's What's the song awesome. they, that they do with Jill Scott? That's freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh gosh. That's my jam stuff. That's that's that's. that's no idea. Yeah. You know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know that you got me. You know yeah, that yeah. you got me. Yeah, that's hey, it. Yeah. That's a, yep. I, I'm a little disappointed that you don't like music. I'm not gonna. But me. Yeah. Me? Mm-hmm. I like music. I just, I wasn't, you, first of all, you didn't ask me if I liked music. <laughs> you just asked me if I liked any boy bands growing up, and the answer was no. <laughs> she likes Taylor Swift. That's it. She likes Taylor Swift. That's what she I said. liked oh. Taylor Swift. You asked oh. me what Teenage Megan listened to. That's what oh. she listened to. I like oh. music perfectly fine. Did you play other sports besides horse racing? You don't play horse racing, but do you like. I mean, I rode horses since yeah. I was seven years old. I played soccer. I ran track and field. I played basketball. Do you remember she I told the story volleyball. of running track? If someone passed her, she was like, good for you, bro. You I was like, bye. Go, sis. I must, have, I must yeah. have tuned out. Go on with your bad self. <laughs> Remember, she's the Serengeti episode. So, what, you, you, she was like, so you're like a 4'11 uh, basketball player? Is that what you're I'm 5'5. Five, five. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> just, Let's get out of here. You're just married to a I very am tall so woman. average. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> Can we cut that? Just, uh, I'm fi- I was going to say 5'5 five, five and then tell you my shoe size, but there's like a lot of weird feet people out there, so I just didn't want to go down that road. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to get a feet reference in today. That's good. It is. All right. We got a sorority sister reference in. We got the, uh, you know, Louie thinks naughty thoughts. It is. <laughs> That's, I can't wait to cut that. <laughs> All right. So we, next week we'll be, uh, next week, hopefully we might have some things to really kind of announce about the, our show. I'm excited. I mean, we got some really cool things going on and I just want to say, I, uh, I really appreciate everyone who likes our show. Please share us to subscribe, check us out. We're trying to grow our reach. Um, we're gonna and interact with us too. Yeah, we want to interact. Like, we want your questions. We want to. I'd love to start playing some of those uh, anchor voice messages on the yeah. on the show, right? And really and answer. We can we can read Twitter questions and Instagram messages too. Like if you guys have something you want us to talk about or whatever, you want to get our hot take on it. Like we're all about it. Megan's naughty thoughts about it. feet. Just bring all. Of them. <laughs> 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 that warrior box is gonna be not flooded with that kind of stuff now. All right, we gotta pay the bill. We gotta get out of here. It's time to to put a close to the end of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. <laughs>